Welcome back to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. I am your host, Nash Walker. Today is Tuesday, December 17th, and the Minnesota Twins made an addition, or maybe a retainment. Last night, the legendary right-handed reliever, Sergio Romo, is returning to Minnesota on a one-year, $5 million deal with a club option for 2021 at the same price. I love it. We're going to break that down in the first segment, as well as a general bullpen outlook for 2020 and beyond. Later, I will explain my five favorite Twins players to watch and read about as people. Let's get into the Romo agreement, which dropped last night. Sergio Romo was a huge addition for the Twins at the trade deadline. At that time, I'm sure you remember, the bullpen was a mess, and the Twins grabbed both Romo and Sam Dyson to improve, with Dyson making almost zero positive impact and Romo helping greatly setting up for Taylor Rogers, primarily setting up for Taylor Rogers and stabilizing a shaky Twins pen. Romo pitched 22 and two-thirds innings for the Twins and allowed eight runs, struck out 27 while walking just four. He was awesome. I mean, there's no other way to cut it. Not only did he sling Frisbees on the mound, but he was clearly an asset for the younger guns in the bullpen. I think the second-half breakouts from Tyler Duffy and Trevor May may have been in part because of Sergio's presence. I mean, let's be honest, it seemed likely that Romo would return for at least 2020, but I worried when John Heyman, uh, MLB Network, reported that multiple teams were interested, that it was too good to be true that Sergio would be back. I could see his smile. I was thinking of his old interviews where he's just so happy to be a twin. made me sad to think that he might be elsewhere. I kind of convinced myself they didn't need that luxury. Uh, But Sergio, again, made it clear that he loves playing for the Twins. He loves being a Twin, and that was super great to hear uh, throughout the season as well. Puts a smile on my face. I mean, see free agents, it's fun here. Sergio loves it. He's a three-time World Series champion. Uh, I think barring an absolute destructive performance in 2020, that Sergio's contract is a guaranteed two-year deal. I, I see it that his effectiveness on the mound in 2019 and 2020 are bonuses to his personality and leadership. I would pay $5 million if I'm the Twins just for being there. I mean, I think that's how great he is. He's a great clubhouse guy. I think this is another slam dunk signing for Thad Levine and Derek Falvey. I love it. I love Sergio. I can't wait to watch more of his interviews and see that disgusting slider again in 2020. Let's run it back, Sergio. And so far... I would give the Twins an A-plus, 100%, 4 out of 4 score for their moves this offseason. Starting with extending Jake Odorizzi the qualifying offer, re-signing Michael Pineda, replacing Jason Castro with a cheaper but very comparable Alex Avila, and reeling Sergio Romo back are all slam dunks in my eyes. I think they have gotten tremendous value thus far. That's what they're known for. I I think they're so smart and so conscious about contracts and commitments that it it might be difficult for them to reel in the big fish as well as those big fish not exactly flopping at the idea of swimming in the great state of Minnesota. Excuse me. So the late innings bullpen in 2020 will again be spearheaded by Rodgers, Tyler Duffy, Trevor May, and Sergio Romo. In the first half of 2019, I'm sure we all remember, without Sergio remember, Without Sergio Romo, excuse me, the Twins bullpen ranked ninth in F4 at 2.9. In the second half of 2019, with Romo, the Twins bullpen ranked first in baseball with an F4 of 4.8. I feel confident in the bullpen. I love how it's currently constructed with heavy right-handers. So this is why. The American League, and especially the American League Central Division, is right-handed heavy. 
uh, Jorge Soler, Eloy Jimenez, Hunter Dozier, Franmil Reyes, Whit Merrifield, just to name a couple of them. I mean, the amount of right-handed sluggers and right-handed hitters in the division is, is ridiculous, and especially in the American League. Having right-handed relievers that are elite against right-handed batters is ideal for the Twins in my eyes. I understand the want for another left-handed reliever. I get it, but I think it is okay to have 80% righties in the bullpen right now. I mean, they're going to run into situations with big-time lefties like the Astros, Jordan Alvarez, the DH, or first baseman Matt Olson of the Athletics up in a high-leverage situation in the 7th or 8th inning with no trustworthy left-hander outside of Taylor Rogers in the bullpen. But for the most part, I think those guys will be right-handed when they come up in those spots. Because of the current construction of the American League, the Yankees, the evil empire, who you know you want the Twins to see beat at some point, are also super, super right-handed. I mean, Giancarlo Stanton, DJ LeMahieu, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres, uh, Gio Urshel, I mean, I could go on. All righties. I mean, they have two lefties. I think it's Brett Gardner and Mike Tauschman. I think that there are only two lefties in the whole lineup. And I, I like Sergio coming back for many reasons, but this is another. He's great against right-handed batters because of that Frisbee slider. Righties hit 205. 248, 394, that's a 248 on-base percentage, 394 slugging percentage, 205 batting average for a 642 OPS off Romo in 2019. So righty's having trouble with Romo. He's even great. He had a sub-700 OPS against lefties as well. So just in general, Romo was very good for both Miami and the Twins last year. Uh, I'm very excited about the back end of this bullpen. And even the lower leverage guys like Littell and Cody Stashak were very good last year. And I think they're going to step in this year and be just as good in a lower leverage role. I think they're even deeper now, the Twins' bullpen with Romo. I like this bullpen a lot. I mean, Duffy was exceptional in the second half of 2019. I think that's underappreciated. Duffy could absolutely close for this team, but they do have a guy named Taylor Rogers, who was also amazing last year and was up for uh, MLB first-team selection. I think he was probably the fourth or fifth best reliever in baseball last year. Uh, maybe down the list a little bit more, but I see him as the fourth or best, fifth best excuse me, behind uh, Kirby Yates and and uh, Liam Hendricks and, and maybe even Brad Hand. But the Twins also picked up Matt Whistler, a former top 100 prospect for the Braves. And he has an elite slider from his right arm as well, which plays into the identity of this bullpen. If you're a right-handed hitter, good luck against this Twins bullpen. I mean, uh, Matt Whistler, I think, is going to be a part of the pen. And I think they might get some upside out of him uh, coming out of there. Uh, especially against the right side of the plate. I know Dallin Batances was rumored for the Twins, but it sounds like he may be heading out east for Philadelphia or maybe the Mets. But I see him as more of a luxury at this point for Minnesota, especially after bringing back Romo. But if you got Batances, another right-hander, and he was healthy in himself when he strikes out like 15 or 16 per nine, uh, my goodness gracious, that's the bull best bullpen in baseball. I may be dreaming, but Batances and Duffy and Rogers and May and Romo and Big time yikes for the league in that scenario, but not sure uh, the Twins' interest in Batances at this point. Sounds like he might be heading to the National League, but I think the bullpen is, is, for the most part, to put it in Thad Levine's words, stabilized. I mean, I think the team in general has been stabilized. I agree with him. They're just waiting for that big spot. I think the payroll is at about $102 million right now, so I mean, they have 30 to $40 million to spend, and uh, they have it's, they're set up. They're set up to do it. I think the 40 man's at 38 now with the Romo signing. Uh, but, you know, of course, with the trade, uh, the guys would be taken off the 40 man. Money to spend. You're set up to make a big move. The team, Even if you trotted this team on the field right now, I don't think you'd feel comfortable at all with, with Randy Dobnak and Lewis Thorpe in the rotation or uh, Devin Smeltzer. But I think even if you trot this team out there, you'd feel okay. I mean, it, you, you brought back your best starters from 2019. You cut Martin Perez and Kyle Gibson, who were just – atrocious in the second half 
Much respect to them. Wish them luck in their new homes. Texas Rangers for Gibson, Boston Red Sox for Martin Perez. But the Twins brought back their three best starters. I mean, or Burrios was already coming back, but brought back their other two best starters in Odorizzi and Pineda, essentially, and then brought back another important bullpen piece and clubhouse presence in Sergio Romo, as well as a strong backup catcher, platoon lefty in Alex Avila. So I agree they've stabilized the team. They're setting up for a big move. We talked about the new Sergio Romo deal with the Twins, as well as a bullpen outlook for 2020. And next up, my five favorite Twins players. You're listening to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Welcome back to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. We focused on the bullpen moving forward while mixing in the Sergio Romo signing of last night. And now I will continue my favorite five week with my five Twins players that I love to watch most. Tough, tough call for me. I am influenced by team control because I don't want to be too sad when they leave in free agency, but I would try to separate myself from contracts. Let's do this thing. Number one, Miggy Miguel Sano. Miggy is my favorite twin because I love how dangerous he is at the plate. I know he has strikeout issues, but I know who he is as a baseball player. I think I know. He's terrifying for an opposing pitcher when he's at his best. He has good plate discipline. He can hit. He can hit for power, and he has a cannon for an arm at third base. You know when Miggy hits a ball uh, that it's going 500 feet. I mean, you can just just mammoth homers when he hits it hard. He led the led all of uh, MLB in hard hit percentage. I believe it was with at least 200 uh, batted ball events. So hits the ball harder than anyone in baseball. And similar to his teammate Nelson Cruz, I, I just love his willingness to work. And he worked last offseason to be his best. I can see how uh, the love Rocco Baldelli has for Miggy. And I think he can be a superstar for the Twins in the near future. I'm excited about Sano. I think you should be too. Just bought his jersey last week. I know I've advocated for moving him across the diamond. But that's just my commitment to think of ways this team can improve. He's a monster at the dish. I think they can slot him in the middle of the lineup every day and expect 35 or 40 homers with an OPS north of 900 on a yearly basis for the next few years. I think he's under team control for two more years, if I'm not mistaken. I hope he gets re-signed, but I will enjoy him for now. Number two, La Regadera, second baseman, jumping out of the scene. Luis Sarais has been a joy to watch. I mean, this guy is just so fun. I love watching him shake his head at balls and line strikes all over the field. La Regadera was his nickname during Players Weekend, of course, which is the sprinkler in Spanish. I think he does have batting title upside. Uh, it's what Tito Francona manager of the Cleveland Indians set of him in the middle of the season I can't wait to watch him for years to come in a Twins uniform Luis Arias I also love that he was looked over because of lack of power as a Twins prospect and his contact ability and on-base wizardry was a breath of fresh air from all the Bombas I love Bombas don't get me wrong but at times it felt like Arias was the guy you wanted up in big spots I think he's a key part of the future for the Twins and I'm interested to see how he fights that regression in 2020 and beyond number three I have a pitcher a right-handed arm, the young, the strong, Jose Barrios. How could you have Jose any lower than three on your favorite twins list? I mean, he's the man in the rotation. I think he's only getting better. Now a two-time all-star. The next step for the 26-year-old will be enduring a full season, that being staying strong through a full season in August and September. I trust he can do it. I'm very excited to see his true ace-level upside play out over the next few years. And he did throw 200 innings last year, and that was his goal, and he did it and still had a sub-4 ERA. I think Brios is very important to the Twins' future as well because of their current lack of reliable starting pitching, but also because he's a big part of their identity. Uh, Jose comes in at number three for me. Love the way his, his pitches have developed over the years. Um, Want to see that fastball velocity tick up a couple more notches would make him truly an ace-level starter 
and then getting that curveball over the over the plate more would definitely help him as well. Jorge Polanco is my number four, and just because he's number four does not mean I don't love watching Jorge play too. I agree with Aaron Gleeman of The Athletic that he is the most valuable twin moving forward, and he showed it by playing in a team-high 153 games last year while hitting 295 with a 356 on-base percentage and 485 slugging percentage. That's an 841 OPS. That's a career high for Polanco. He'll be only 26 next July, and I think he's just getting started. Polanco, of course, will be or is under contract, excuse me, until at least 2024 with a team option in 2025. That and Max, Max Kepler's contract were mastery by the front office last spring. Hip, hip, Jorge comes in at number four. Number five, I do have Max Kepler, one of the most underrated players in all of baseball. I think Max has a calm demeanor and a bunch of talent. I think he has elite plate discipline and surging power, especially against left-handed left-handed pitching he's gotten much better he brings his upside to Christian Yelich levels I think if he can hit both against both both arms excuse me righty and lefty pitchers uh, I think his upside is through the roof that may be extreme to compare him to uh, an MVP candidate and an MVP in 2018 but uh, I think he has a floor high floor and a high ceiling and I think Max will be a twin for the next five years because of that very affordable 10 million dollar club option in 2024 I guarantee can almost guarantee that he will be worth that 10 million in 2024 max will still only be 31 at the end of that deal uh, when the team has an option on him so yeah well nothing's guaranteed with you know injuries and 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 certain other things but i think max is going to be worth it if he keeps it up we highlighted the sergio romo deal and the twins bullpen for 2020 as well as my five favorite twins moving forward i think we're going to see more hot stove news today before the holidays and i look forward to talking about these moves tomorrow a lot of this news has been coming in later in the day. I think uh, these insiders are just getting a lot of information throughout the day and then kind of throwing them out there at night. The Twins have signed Sergio Romo. They've signed Alex Avila to take over the backup catching duty for Mitch Garver. They extended a qualifying offer, which was accepted by Jake Odorizzi, and, of course, re-signed the great Michael Pineda for two years and $20 million. I put out a poll this morning on Twitter. What grade I think I think it was red wrong, but I said what grade would you give the twins for their offseason moves so far? And I didn't mean what they haven't done, but of course it's difficult. Uh, there's communication lost in translation uh, over social media. But I said for their four moves, I only got seven percent A. I'd give them an A. I, I made that clear earlier in the podcast. For the four moves they've made, not the moves they haven't made, I'd give them an A for the moves that they have made, retaining their best players from 20, 2019. Excuse me, uh, 42% said B in the poll, 37% said C, and 14% said D or F. I don't know how you could think it was a D or F other than if you think they're done, but uh, I don't think that's the case either. Have a great day and go Twinks. Stay patient out there. It's happening.